La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou-glou-glou font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding-ding-dong. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum, tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille. Rugby friends and welcome to a new edition of French Rugby Connection with moi, Véronique Lindieu, and all the way from Toulouse, I have... With moi, moi, Tom Dixon. Exactly, Tom, how are you? Very well, thank you very much, Véronique. It's been a lovely time of rugby, it's a lovely time of year. It's a bit cold at night, but during the daytime, it's still summer, so we're all happy. Oh, it's wonderful to live in uh, that sunny place in Villarose, in Toulouse. So, so tell me more about the game. What happened to the Stade Toulousain? They came second, didn't they? And it was a, a very clear second. They deserved to win. They were hungry. They were great defensively. They kept the ball going. They kept Toulouse out of the 22 metres for all the first half. It was just a wall of defence. Toulouse, it has to be said, it was the third day. They were bludgeoning a whole load of new players. Bear in mind, they didn't have much preparation. So they weren't really together as a team. But not to take anything away from Poe. Poe were majestic and Toulouse didn't deserve to win. Um, it was an enjoyable game, 26-16 to Poe. So what happened to Toulouse? Were they asleep at the wheel? Yeah, they couldn't string anything together in the first half. They were asleep at the wheel. It wasn't their finest day by any means. But in the last, maybe, the last 20 minutes of the game, they woke up and, you know, started playing a bit better. There was more cohesion. Yes, I think you have to understand the coaching decisions to understand the courses of the game. Because the first half, there were lots of young players who were coming on for their debuts. And they hadn't played together much at all because there wasn't much of pre-season preparation. So there were lots of reasons why in the first half things didn't work well. In the second half, they brought on their the, the big guns, uh, Antoine Dupont, uh, Ruma came on, all the Charlie Fomanina, all the world-class players came on. So you would expect fairly reasonably that Toulouse would expect to turn it around in the second half and win the match. But the turning point was a red card where Richie Arnold was beat for a high tackle in the 52nd minute. So just as they had brought on their heavy guns, they were down a man and a very heavy gunner of a man. Richie Arnold is a very uh, important player in the team. So that coaching tactic was negated. And in the last 20 minutes, it wasn't as good as it should have been. But yeah, I hear what you were saying earlier in terms of having the young guns, you know, playing at the beginning of the game, not having experience. So, But having said that, they've got a great academy, so I'm sure they will ramp up. But this week, you know, Toulouse lost their top position. They are ranked two. But again, you know, the top 14 is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So we've got a long way ahead. So guess what? The last time that Montpellier won at Brive was 10 years ago. And the player that it played really well was Zach Mercer. But, you know, kudos to Brief, you know, they played rather well. But unfortunately, towards the end, the discipline wasn't that great. Stade Francais versus Bayonne, cruel match, was 26-16. 
To be honest with you, they really, Stade Francais really had to fight hard. It was very laborious for them to get the win. Were very well done to Bayonne, you know. They wanted to obviously come to Paris and, and win their, their games against Stade Francais. Okay. So, rugby friends, you may hear some noise in the background, you know, because guess what? Tom Dixon being very French now as an Englishman, an Englishman in Toulouse, is having a glass of wine there. Is that correct? <laughs> it is correct. Hopefully more than one. I'm, I'm actually at a wine tasting in Toulouse being hosted by Domaine Dolibardi, which is owned by three gentlemen, one of whom is Didier Lacroix, the president of Stade Toulousain. So I shall be tasting his wines with him and discussing the rugby. Are you saying that he has his own vineyard as well? He, he does. Uh, he has a share in a vineyard. The three gentlemen, uh, uh, and the wine is of great renown, as you'd expect. They're good marketeers. And I, I know it fairly well already because, as you might expect, it's sold at the Satyruzan restaurant, bars, tennis club, everywhere you go. Well, give when you see him, uh, when you see La Croix later, uh, give give him my regards, and hopefully will be one hour guest uh, on the French Rugby Connections because Thomas Lombard, CEO of Stade Français, and also Simon Guillaume, the co-president of Brive, well, guest uh, last year. Yes, it would be nice to have uh, Monsieur Lacroix as well. So let's talk briefly about the top 14. You went through the Toulouse match, but... Um, Uh, the other match, I'm going to go very briefly because we have to cover the latest news as well. I'm just looking at the past weekend. Bordeaux-Bègle won against Castres. Bordeaux getting there slowly. They were okay, you know, they are ramping up slowly. Jalibert was a much better day. So, yeah, I'm sure that Christophe Urios will be a happier man. One, one player that shined was Maxime Lucu. Maxime Lucu was, was setting himself as a, as a leader on the pitch. So he did say that he really enjoyed his experience being in Les Bleus. He has the best boost his confidence. Then Brive versus Montpellier. Uh, you won't believe that, Tom, but actually Montpellier hasn't won in Brive. In the last 10 years. I know, I know. But uh, Brief did well. They held tight. But uh, as usual, they lost a little bit of their discipline. But uh, kudos to Zach Mercer, who was really, really a great player. Uh, Racing 92, Lyon 32-19. Stade Francais, Bayonne. You know what? Bayonne, I raised my beret, you know, to Bayonne because they were very close to win. But towards the end, the lack of discipline, you know, and uh, they lost a few balls. Uh, meant that they, they lost the game 26 to 16. But uh, I'm sure, you know, they, they, they will improve. But uh, yeah, well done. La Rochelle versus Papignon. Uh, you've probably heard about that game. It was. <laughs> Predictable result. Uh, La Rochelle are champions now, but on the basis of that game, that game alone doesn't uh, de designate them as champions. Yes. Papignon, didn't they? Correct. I think La Rochelle is ranking number one. Perpignan is lagging at the bottom. Let's not forget that Perpignan was promoted from the Pro D2 this season. So uh, it's probably a shock to the system for them. But uh, yeah, I'm hoping for a win for Perpignan. It's the atmosphere and conviviality. They're a great team to, to join in celebrations. Yes. They, they drink a lot. Oh, do they? they, they, well they well. What a surprise! Quelle surprise! Not. Well, funny enough, the other team that is a true joy to watch a rugby match with is the other promoted team this year, Bayonne. 
They, if you saw, if you can find on YouTube the video of the start of their match where they all sang La Pena Bayona, the, the hairs on your arms stand up on end. They had the best song. They had the funniest, oh, who's the guy who dresses up? The Joker. They, they have a, a guy who dresses up as a horse and goes surfing and dances in front of the crowds. So, yeah, but watch Bayona, great thing. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, c'est la vie. It's, yeah, Tom, it's early days. You know, it's like for all the teams, the top 14 is a marathon, not a sprint. I'm sorry, your, your heart, black and red, you know, bled last, last weekend, but hey, we'll see. So in terms of ranking, La Rochelle is top with 13 points. Toulouse, Montpellier. Toulouse has nine points, Montpellier nine as well, followed very closely by Racing 92, eight, Stade Francais eight, ranking number five, number six, Po with eight points as well, Toulon eight, so very, very close uh, score altogether, Brive number eight, po position nine, Bordeaux with five points, Clermont ten, Tor Clermont is a bit, uh, is a bit behind, Lyon is ranked at uh, 11 with five points. And then the last three are Castres, Bayonne and Perpignan. And we forgot to mention about the, the game between Toulon and uh, Clermont. Yes. Correct. Correct. Yes. And Bastaro was back on the pitch. Yes. I, oh, I, I only saw, I only caught the briefest of highlights because I'm not a late night man. But I can see from the score how close it was, and I could see from social media how exciting it was. 30 mm. points to 29, the final score in favour of Toulon. So Claremont almost got an away win against a very high-ranking team. That would have been a, a, a real event. So good on that. Good on both of them, really. So exciting, so exciting. I love the top 14. Anything can happen. You never know what's around the corner. So in terms of game for next weekend... So we'll have Perpignan against Toulon on the 24th of September, at Bayonne against Bordeaux-Bègle, Castres against Brive, Lyon against Stade Français, Montpellier against Pau, Toulouse at 8 o'clock on the Saturday evening. I think you can cope with that one. Again, Racing 92. And finally, on the, on the 25th of September, it's Clermont against La Rochelle. Maybe 8 p.m. for you, lucky people in England, but for us in France, it's 9 p.m. Oh, is this? So at, at least two lose against wrestling is 9 p.m. on a Saturday night, so we can have that extra shandy or two at the end of the game and not be too worried. So, so maybe I'll, I'll have to take it easy anyway. Yeah. And, uh, oh, that's one of the high points of the season, and we do actually play a cup. To lose against Racing, I can't remember the name of the cup, but it's based on the two matches put together. Brilliant. Uh, Everything that you ever wanted to know about Stade Toulousain, Tom Dixon is the one to know. So very quickly, Pro D2, what's the score now? What's the, what's the highlight? Pro D2 is very exciting. Um, they are still as close together as ever. But we're on day four now, so we are starting to see patterns and starting to see who's strong and weak. And the two that stand out this week are your friends Bézier and Van. Uh -huh. Bézier beat Montauban. That was a great game. Lots of old mates from, even the trainers are old mates from previous clubs together. 
both good teams, both think they deserve to be a lot higher than they are, and it's a high-scoring match, finishing 43-33 to 33 to Bezier. So Bezier didn't get their offensive bonus, and Montauban didn't get their defensive bonus, so I'm not sure who's happy, but it was just joyful to watch. And Van, from the north of France, from Veronique's part of the country, thrashed Carcassonne 34-21. Uh, a strong victory, maybe thrashing is not quite the right word. But Carcassonne also a strong team, so it was a serious result. Both of them showing their intent and kicking above their weight. Lots of tries this weekend. Michael Omier squeaked an away win. And for the second match running, they won by one point right at the end. This is so exciting, but totally unsustainable. So I know it can't last. Brilliant. It's so exciting. And that was a way to Agen. And you'll be pleased to know from your questions on previous episodes that we did see Mathis Galtier come on for his debut. So, so the fils de French trainer, Galtier, was at last on the pitch. Mathis Galtier. Yes. Yeah, Mathis. Oh, good to hear. Hey, latest news hot of the press. Guess what? <laughs> You're going to tell me. Tell me. You're going to have to tell me. Yeah, Ronan Ogara, who is the uh, coach. That's right. Has been suspended for six weeks because he's been a naughty boy. <laughs> on the field, like on the edge of the field. Oh, he, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a sanction actually by uh, the Elena, which is the French rugby league. The reason why is because he lacked respect against the authority of an official when La Rochelle was playing against Lyon. So, yes. So, I don't know what he said. Maybe he said something in English. Maybe, I mean, he can swear in French as well. I want to catch up on Rouen because we mentioned it last week and you questioned whether Serge Betson was involved because he's a friend of the podcast he interviewed last year. I can indeed confirm that he is the defence coach of Rouen. Rouen is northwest of Paris, isn't it? Normandy. It's, a, it's in Normandy. It's yeah. a classic rugby area where I am. So he's up there being the defence coach. He's a lovely man, a great servant to French rugby. And so in answer to your question, yes, he is at Rouen. He's the defence coach. And, and I believe he posted a picture of himself with the Queen last week. Yes, it was a lovely picture of him and the late Queen laughing at something he had said. Um, he wrote quite a long and lovely piece to her. But the photo, I couldn't help noticing, he had his hands in his pockets. Um, it is ancient <laughs> British protocol that you must, you must never talk to your monarch with your hands in, in your pockets. And indeed, in 1982 at my school, I got caught uh, talking to the Queen with my hands in my pockets. And, and I was given six of the best. I was beaten. Hey, which school did you go to then? I went to a school that doesn't play rugby called Winchester College. Oh, gosh, I believe so. Richie Sunak went to Winchester College, so... Richie hmm. <laughs> Sunak, he was indeed head boy. <laughs> the thing about the Winchester College is that we invented Winchester football, but we still play, before Rugby College invented rugby football. But obviously, we know that William Webb Ellis invented something that lasted longer. Eton also has their own game that only they play. 
So Winchester football does still exist. It is played on the pitch, the length of a rugby pitch, but it has three metre high netting on each side. And so uh, the ball very rarely goes out at the side and you have scrums along a big rope on the side and it gets very messy, very dirty. There's tackling, there's skillful play for, for the little people and big beefy scrums for the big people. So it's a great game, but this is a French rugby podcast. But you know, having said that, we got so many English uh, listeners and uh, talking about the place of rugby taught in school. And they are very much placed still in, in public schools. So if you look at the 2003 squad that won the World Cup, I think about 90% of them went to private schools. But we'll talk about that another time. Hey, I've got some exciting news. It's about Grégory Atrit, Antoine Dupont and Jacques Messer have been nominated for the title of the best player for season 2021-2022. And they will find out during La, La Nuit du Rugby, which is the Rugby's Night, Organized on 26th of September. So well done for Zach Messer. You know, it was his first season with Montpellier. So uh, good stuff. Uh, uh, a, Zach Messer is a fantastic player. He really helped Montpellier last year to achieve great things. Absolutely. Inevitably, inevitably, he will have to go back to England to be eligible for the national side. And I think, you know, Eddie, Eddie Jones, uh, my friend Eddie, lives down the road from where I live, has his eyes on him. But obviously, he will need to play in an England in an English club to be able to qualify for 2023 but we'll see I believe he only has one year left at Montpellier regarding the Pro D2 I've got three players have been nominated as well Rémi Paget from Bayonne Ange Capiozzo from Grenoble who used to play for Grenoble and plays for Montpellier and Léo Colli from Stade Montois Ange Capiozzo plays for Montpellier Pardon me? doing very well down the wing for Toulouse at the weekend. All right, okay. I was going to against Toulouse and he's a fantastic player. And he makes Mike Pierce cry because he single-handedly led Wales to lose to Italy oh. in the Six Nations last year by scoring two tries in the last few minutes. Cool, okay. <laughs> But sorry, yes. So, so after Ange Capriccio, who was the best prodigious player? Uh, Leo Colli. Who used to play, who played last season for Stade Montois, who plays for Montpellier as well now. Ah, fantastic. Yeah, so. Uh, how exciting. I, I like those kind of evenings. Uh, they're good fun and you get the players pretending to be humble and they're actually really happy they're beating their friends. <laughs> you bet, you bet. I wish I was there. Hey, one day, one day. A little bit of an update regarding a list of injured players. I feel really, really sorry for the Brive um, Rugby Club because after three games only, they have 14 injured players. And yes, I'm not making that up. It was announced via the Twitter feed, you know, this week. 14 blessés à l'infirmerie. So good luck for all of them. Arthur Vincent, unfortunately, injured his knees last weekend. He will be out for a few weeks. So it looks like he won't be able to play the autumn test in November. So, uh, yes. The career of a rugby player is full of ups and downs. And injuries are just luck of the draw. Some teams appear to have different medical staff who can put people back on the pitch sooner after, for example, a injury. And other teams, 
and the chairman do keep their eyes open, the presidents do keep their eyes open on medical teams who appear to be doing better than others, because clearly it's a performance issue for them as well. Yeah, yes, absolutely. And also there's the, there's the ice baths and there's the equipment in the training ground make a difference as well. And I know all the big teams really have invested massively in medical equipment uh, on the site. So, so no, good luck to them. Yes, definitely. Un, deux, trois, quatre, cinq. Hey, so it's been lovely to speak with you. Any any sighting from Monsieur Lacroix yet? Uh, there's, a, there's a group of people bringing some wine down and uh, setting up the tables. I'm sure it won't be long. Oh, you think <laughs> Monsieur Lacroix will turn up? Oh, oh, yes, I'm sure. And uh, you... The interesting thing will be who he brings with him, because often they bring somebody of interest. For example, there may be an Australian whose family comes from a vineyard or a New Zealander. Oh, uh, lovely. Lots of wine and rugby. We must discuss this during the internationals and there's much team talk. And don't forget to take pictures and I will publish them. Let's speak again next week. And well, I say... Rugby connections. Yes, and au revoir. La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic Glou-glou-glou font tous les dindons Et la jolie cloche ding-ding-dong Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum Tout avec lui dit boum Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille